When I found out I was gonna be a parent, I immediately felt a lot of anxiety and worry. So I went on to BetterHelp to try to look for a therapist to help me with that. My relationship with my family and with my boyfriend and with myself were suffering. I really needed help. I was ruminating a lot. Really getting those thoughts out to a therapist and getting feedback was just life-changing. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Through 25 seasons, 4,561 episodes, I believe The Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the LOLs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The moments that mattered. The eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. Well, I don't have a whole lot of time to watch TV, but I have to admit there's a show that I stumbled on one day that had me glued to the set where you just sit there and you can't stop watching, Lock Up. Have you ever watched Lock Up? It is a gritty and powerful documentary series on MSNBC that shows what life is like inside maximum security prisons. One of the most memorable inmates featured on Lockup is Eric Wrinkles. He's a father of two who lives on Indiana's death row. In 1995, Eric was sentenced to death for the brutal murders of his estranged wife, his brother-in-law, and his sister-in-law. He gunned down his victims while five children were in the house. In 1994, Eric Wrinkles and his wife, Debbie, were in the midst of a nasty divorce and custody battle. Their disagreements grew so combative, Debbie got a restraining order, packed up her two young children, Seth and Lindsay, and moved in with her brother, Tony. Tony lived with his wife, Natalie, and their two young children, Kim and Matthew. Tony's teenage niece, Tracy, was also living there at the time. In the middle of the night, on July 21st, 1994, Eric Wrinkles, dressed in camouflage, broke into his brother-in-law's home, and in a rage, shot and killed his wife, Debbie, her brother, Tony, and Tony's wife, Natalie. After a six-hour manhunt, Wrinkles was arrested and less than a year later sentenced to death. Eric Wrinkles recently lost his final death penalty appeal and could be executed within weeks. We're going to talk to him from prison later. Three of the children, however, who witnessed those murders that night are here with us today. They'll see and they will talk to Eric for the first time since that trial 14 years ago. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean 
every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. So Eric Wrinkles has been living on death row for 14 years. He shot and killed his estranged wife, Debbie. He shot and killed her brother, Tony, and also Tony's wife, Natalie. Tony and Natalie's daughter, Kim, is here. She was in the house when Eric went on his rampage. She was nine years old? That's correct. At yeah. the time? So you lost both your parents that night? Yeah. Yeah. What do you remember about Everything. that evening? You Everything. I remember waking up and Eric was actually outside of my door, my bedroom door, and uh, standing over Debbie's body um, saying, Debbie, please don't die, please don't die. And I remember laying there in bed, uh, just petrified, waiting for him to leave. Mm -hmm. And then when he did leave, I got up out of my bed and the only thing I could think of was, where was my brother Matt? And um, so I went through the house looking for him. First I went to his bedroom and he wasn't there, which, scared me to death. So your brother Matt at the time was three? Yes, yeah. yes. And um, on the way to my parents' bedroom, I had to step over Daddy, Debbie's body. And then in my parents' room, my dad was on the floor. And there was Matt in our, or in our parents' bed, hiding under the covers. So I got my brother and we went back to our room. And on the way back to our room, Seth was just standing in our hallway. Who was Seth? My cousin, Your which cousin. is Eric's son, mm -hmm. and he was seven at the time. Mm -hmm. He was just standing there with this blank look on his face, um, like he didn't know what he was supposed to do. He was mm -hmm. just, I don't know if he was in shock or... Had, had you all been warned, or do you uh, remember at nine years old, was there a sense that your uncle Eric was a danger to, to the household? There was always kind of a tension there, but not until about two weeks before all of this happened, did I, did I even, you know, realize that something was wrong? Mm -hmm. I say, whenever my Aunt Debbie and her two kids, my cousins, you know, moved in with us, basically, mm -hmm. did I even realize that there was something wrong? Then I realized, oh, we can't go outside and play. We can't walk down the street, you know, unaccompanied. We had to, you know, basically hide out for fear that something might happen. And... You know, it was never like that before. Mm -hmm. We were always at their house playing. We were, you know, they were at our house. We had sleepovers. Mm -hmm. And so when this happened, what, 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 what happened to you? Um, well, after, after we were just sitting on, you know, in my bedroom on our top bunk, the police came to yeah. get us. And um, they took us all out. They covered my brother's eyes and my cousin Seth's eyes, and they told me to cover my eyes. They told Down you to cover the their eyes so that you wouldn't see the crime but, scene? Yes, which thankfully I did, because it turns out um, 
on my front porch was where my mom was at. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm really glad that I don't have to live with that, that picture in my head. Mm -hmm. So they took us about a half a block from our house and put us in the back of a police car, just me, my brother, and Seth. And we were just sitting there. And I remember Seth was just sitting there just shaking. And my brother, Matt, suddenly just started getting sick throwing up in the back of this police car, and no one was there with us. We were mm -hmm. just sitting there, mm -hmm. you know, three children just sitting there. No one was with us at all. So Seth is seven, and your brother, Matt, is three, mm -hmm. and you're nine. Yes. Yeah. And so your three-year-old brother just started throwing up. Yes, yeah. and I'm sitting there holding him with no, no parents, no adults, no no one mm -hmm. with there. Were you thinking something has happened to your mother as well? That's when I began to wonder, where is everyone at? Why hasn't anyone come to get us? You know, where's, where's mom? Did you realize at that time that there had been, because you had to step over your Aunt Debbie, you said. So did you realize that there had been a shooting and that obviously she was dead? I, I, yeah, I knew that um, Debbie and my dad were dead. I mm -hmm. knew for sure. I knew that I would, you know, I never would have them in my life again, basically. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know where my mom was at because mm -hmm. I didn't see her. Mm -hmm. So. It's so interesting because how does a nine-year-old, that's what's interesting about talking to you now, how does a nine-year-old process all of that when you realize your mom is gone, your dad is gone, your Aunt Debbie is gone? This is where our parents are buried. My mom's over here and her dad's over here. It's been 15 years since I last saw them and a lot of times it feels like it was just yesterday, and a lot of times it feels like it's been a whole lifetime. I usually come on holidays. I always come on their birthdays, and I always come on Mother's Day and Father's Day. When I was younger, I'd walk over here and pick up as many pine cones as I could fit in my little hands. I'd just stand them up and stack them. That was my way of giving something to them. When I was lonely, I would come with a, like an ice cream cone or something, and I would just sit out here and talk to my mom, have my own time with her, because every girl needs to be able to talk to her mom. So this is how I did it. I remember being very angry that they didn't get to see me go to double digits. I mean, that sounds so, so trivial, but it was a big thing to me then. It was, oh my god, I was double digits, and my parents weren't there for it. When I had my first child, I didn't have a grandma for my daughter, Mother's Day, Father's Day, you know. I remember being in school and making like Mother's Day presents. Yeah. Everyone was making their Mother's Day present and I was making one for my grandma. All of the big happy moments, like my graduation from high school, that was a big thing. I mean, and they weren't there. I mean, getting married, my dad wasn't there to give me away. I mean, I had a nice step in, <laughs> but my dad wasn't there. He should have given me away. Well, that was Kim and her younger brother, Matt, whose parents were murdered 15 years ago by their uncle, Eric Wrinkles, who we'll be talking to um, in a few moments. Eric is on Indiana's death row and could be executed within weeks. He's watching us right now from prison. Um, Matt was three years old when his parents were killed that uh, gruesome night. And what do you remember about then, Matt? Uh, mainly just being in the room and seeing my dad and then 
going under the blankets and after that, just not really remembering anything. Not really remembering anything. Yeah. But Tracy, you were there. Yes. And you were 19 at the time. Yes, I was. Yes. So, Tracy, you are the niece of your Debbie's niece. Yes. So you were living with them at the time? Yes, I had started staying with them. Okay. So you were in this house that night? Yes, I was. Okay. And what do you remember as a 19-year-old? As I remember, I was sleeping on the couch. Everybody was fine. Eric busted through the back door, and gunfire had already was coming from the bedroom. And then the last things I know is Natalie's running over to the couch telling me to get up. I couldn't get up off the couch. Um, I was in shock. She said, you have to get up. And I said, but we have the kids. She said, you and have to. And Natalie is their mother. Natalie is their mother. Mm -hmm. And I said, let's get to the door. Let's get out, Natalie. She said, she told me to go, but I wasn't leaving without Natalie. And now, at this time, we hear, we hear footsteps getting closer to us. And I was like, go, Natalie. And um, at this moment, she's in front of me. And I said, go. And she said, no. And she put me in front and turned her head. And the, that's the last thing I know. She put you in front, meaning she put She you. was protecting me from him, because she said, there he is. Go, you know, go get help. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Natalie um, took the bullet that was, that, that was meant for me. She said, Natalie saved my life and gave hers up. And you told my producers, because, you know, obviously at 19, you remember a lot more than right. a nine-year-old would and certainly a three-year-old would. But you said to the producers that a part of you died that night. It did. I, every morning, every evening, it's, it's there. I, I live it every day. There's, there hasn't been healing. I think about it. I think about Tony, Natalie, Debbie, and that night, every day. Mm -hmm. And so you never had therapy or? No, ma'am. Yeah. So Tracy, you wrote to Eric in pr pr prison recently. I did. What uh, made you reach out to him? March 14th, I forgave Eric Wrinkles for, busting, uh, for killing my family. March 14th? March 14th, 2009. You forgave him? I forgave Eric Wrinkles for killing my family. And what brought you to that moment um, or decision? It was time to start healing, and that's where I wanted to start from. And what does that mean, forgive, to you? What does, when you say Forgive? Um, I don't want Eric Wrinkles to die. I don't want him to be on death row. I don't want him out of prison, but I don't want him on death row. What made you not decide you didn't want him to die? Um, my faith. Killing Eric is not going to bring Tony, Natalie, and Debbie back. Mm -hmm. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Yeah, the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. 
So I hear that uh, Eric recently wrote you, Kim. Is that true? Uh, myself and my brother, yeah. Your, yourself and your brother, mm -hmm. you and Matt. Mm -hmm. And what did he say? That he was sorry mm -hmm. and that he um, could never repay back the debt that he owes us. Mm -hmm. Can you read it? Um, yeah, I, can, I think so. Mm -hmm. It says, Dear Kim and Matt, I owe you both a great, a great debt and I can never repay. I hope at least this letter will in some way convey my true sorrow and regrets and guilt to both of you for being the person who took your father and mother away from you at such a young age and made you both orphans. You were both always great kids and I'm sure now are wonderful adults. I'm truly sorry about what I did and how I affect both of you. I still hold a lot of love in my heart for you, Kim and Matt, and I pray that this letter eases your pain at least a little and that you can move on with your lives and be happy, healthy, and at peace with things for the rest of what I hope will be long lives. Mm -hmm. God bless you both, take care, and please accept my deep apology, shame, and guilt for what I did to you both, Eric Wrinkles. And did that um, ease your pain? Not really. I didn't expect it. I never expected a letter from him. Mm -hmm. I never asked for a letter from him. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't... It's nice to hear that he's sorry. I don't know for sure that he is, because mm -hmm. I don't know him anymore. Mm -hmm. That night, he changed. Mm -hmm. He was... He'll never, ever again be my Uncle Eric. And as soon as he stepped through the door and pulled the trigger, he stopped being that man. Mm -hmm. He's a completely and totally different person, and I have no idea who that man is. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I can trust him. Eric is joining us from Indiana State Prison. His last appeal was denied this past May. He could be put to death by lethal injection within the next few weeks. So are you in the process of getting yourself right with God or right with your relatives and family? Have you been in the process of doing that? Uh, yeah, over time. It's, mm -hmm. taken, it's taken time, but yeah. Mm -hmm. And so was that what the letter to Kim and Matt was, was about last year? Uh, well, you know, I, I like to say this before I go. I, I'm on the program here as a, not for any benefit to me or for the television, but, uh, but uh, for Kim and Matthew, Tracy, Lindsay, and uh, Seth, and for them some resolution. Some resolution. And yeah, so some sort. If they can find some in this, that's good. That's why you wanted to do it. Yeah. Yeah. What was going on with you that night, Eric, that uh, you shot and killed their parents and your, your wife? Well, we'd had a... Uh, nasty breakup and uh, I was uh, pretty heavy to meth and I was actually on my way out of town and just uh, when you're on methamphetamine uh, your brain is uh, I don't really know you know other than that. So you were on your way out of town but then decided to stop and and stop by their house their home and because you knew your wife and kids were staying there. Oh yeah, I, I mean that's why I went there to. I saw was wanted to get my kids and see them one last time because I didn't think I'd ever see them again. Mm -hmm. It wasn't to kill anybody, so it, it the, the that wasn't the motivation. So if the motivation wasn't to kill anybody, how did three people end up dead? Exactly. 
Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, you had to be there. You know, it was my mistake. Uh, I started that whole series of events, and uh, it ended up like that. So I think part of, um, Eric, part of what the family has felt, just based on what I've read and talked over with my producers, I think what everybody has felt over the years is that you have used the drug methamphetamine as your excuse for these killings. Do you see that? Do you see how they could see that? Yeah, to an extent, sure. But uh, uh, I, I chose to take the drug. Mm -hmm. It was my choice. That yeah. was my fault. Right. It, it stops there. That's it, you know? Yeah. But my, my point is, do you hold the drug responsible or yourself responsible? Are you saying it's because of the drug that these killings took place, or do you take full and total responsibility for these murders? Well, yeah, I take full responsibility for what I did, but, but I also is, uh, we never had problems until the drugs, and it, it anyone that's done methamphetamine, it, it uh, changes you, and, and not in a good way. But yeah, I take responsibility. It's, it's my fault, and I'm sorry. Well, you know, it's interesting. As you just said that, Tracy's here. Tracy, right. who's, who's here. forgiven you, and yeah. as of March 14, 2009, and uh, Debbie and Tony's mother's here. Yes. Uh, and they both just dropped their heads when you said that, because obviously they think differently that there were problems. Uh, before the methamphetamine. Tracy, what did you want to say? Go ahead. I just want to say, Eric, um, it was before the meth. There's been years and years and years that you know that there was problems and you know it wasn't just because of the meth. Are you truly sorry for killing Debbie and Tony? I think you know that, yes. Where did you have time to dress in the camouflage, Eric? There was guns in the truck. You had knives on you, dressed as G.I. Joe on a mission. Tracy, I was going up to a friend's house in Gentryville to fish and hunt turkeys. That's where I was going. Oh, my. OK. That, that is a lie. See, I think, Eric, uh, you know, I think what you were saying about your intention, being here for the children, and, uh, you know, to sort of make peace with this, regardless of what happens. I think that if you're going to do that, you're being completely, you know, honest with them at this point, because I think that's really what everybody is looking right. for. They're, they're looking to hear the thing that makes some sense to them. Right. Because, as you can imagine, it doesn't make any sense that you're dressed in camouflage with a knife and a gun. And you and three people end up dead, and you say, "But I was on my way to just say goodbye to my children." You can understand that, right? Um, yeah, I, and but I mean, that doesn't change the fact, Oprah. So, I was going to a friend's house to get out of town so I could get away from the situation. Dressed in camouflage. And I had oh. a backpack of clothes in my truck. Yeah, you say, Tracy, you've forgiven him. I do forgive him, and I forgive you, but I will never forget. You shot Natalie. You came out on the porch, and you almost got me. Natalie saved my life. I don't know if you remember that. Natalie had to save my life. 
Could it be possible uh, that you were so drugged on meth that you're not remembering accurately? Could I be wrong in some places? Sure. Yeah. Tell me this. Did you shoot Natalie in cold blood? No. Go ahead, May. I'm madder than hell for what I hear. You're madder than They're hell. They're my children. Yes. Debbie, Tony. Adopted them when they were small children. I raised this granddaughter right here when her mother died. Mm -hmm. And I'm hearing stories that I don't like. And if you want me up there on the stage, I'll tell you. <laughs> Come on up here. Come on up here. Come right on up here and tell us. Isn't that 80 mark? <laughs> yes, I understand. So in your memory, what happened? In my memory, he was abusive to her from the time they married. This is yeah, long this before this before, incident. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But this is leading up to it. Did you know he was abusive to her? Yes. Yeah, you did. I tried. I went to the police department, prosecutor's office, trying to get him off of the street. You can't do anything yeah. until it happens. Until it happens. Everybody knows well, that, right? Yeah. You can try restraining orders, but basically... He has been tried by 12 jurors. He was sentenced to death row. And that's where he should go. You don't think he deserves to No, live. I don't. Yes. Well, the family's divided because you think that he should live. I do. Um, personally, I bring... Killing Eric's not going to bring back my parents. It's not going to give me any closure. It's not. Him dying is just taking another life. Right. You want him dead. He doesn't deserve to live. Matt, you feel differently. Um, I just think he should be, you know, just sit in jail for the rest of his life, and taking him's not gonna bring my parents back. I mean, and what do you say, Mary? I think he should stay in jail. He should not be given the death penalty. What do you think you deserve for the crime that was committed that night, Eric? I don't think my opinion matters. He does. So do you think that you have served enough time? Do you think that you've paid your debt to society these 14 years? You can't put a price on a human life. True. True. So your son Seth is there. You were seven years old when this all happened. Do you remember that night? Yeah. Just like, remember like yesterday. And how has that night affected your life, Seth? You know, it's affected all of our lives, but, you know, what, what you can do about it, we're sitting there and grieve about it and all that, and you just move on and do the best you can. Mm -hmm. Well, the family wanted to come here today to talk to Eric with the hopes of coming to terms with what had happened um, that night. Do you feel any resolution or...? Not really. I mean, I forgave him a long time ago. I let go of Eric a long, long time ago. Mm -hmm. um, he, he's just not part of my life anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, he always will be there, but he is not part of me. I let go of that part a long time ago. I don't, I don't want to carry that hate or that, I don't want to carry that with me for the rest of my life. Yeah. And is that because of the way you were raised by your grandmother? I think it has a lot to do with that. Mm -hmm.
So you raised the children, you raised the children not to hate him. That's correct. You did? Yes. And is that because of your faith or because of what? It's because of my faith, because I, when you give things to God, God carries them, and he gave us peace. And if, you know, if she's in heaven. Right. So I have a lot to be thankful for. So what do you want to say to Eric? Eric, I don't know that you really, I've heard you lie. I don't believe any of your story. However, I forgive you, and God has given me that peace. And I hope that before you die, you get on your knees, and I pray for you, that you ask God for forgiveness, because that's where it's all at. And I asked everybody to write the governor to stop the death penalties because we're not here to judge. You deserve to be in jail, but we don't want you to die. Eric, what do you want to say to that? I think that's uh, very big of Mary. Let me ask you this, May. Um, Mary just spoke of the peace that she has. Kim talked about forgiving and mm -hmm. the peace that that gave her and Matt and Tracy said as of March 14, 2009, she for forgave him and that she says that she forgave him so that she could begin to move forward. So I'm uh, just asking you this mm -hmm. and, and listen, I can certainly understand how you feel. Is your hating him worth what it's cost you to carry that anger around? Because Listen, whether he lives or dies, you know, what's important is for you, what happens to you. So is that anger, is that hatred, is that... Is I that had mean? gotten over this angry Oprah until this come up again. Mm -hmm. I don't have sympathy for you, Eric. You've never said to me that you were sorry, never. If he said he was sorry, would that do anything for no, you? No, he's not sorry. He's not sorry for nothing he's ever done. So, Eric, you agreed to this interview today, as you said at the beginning of this conversation, because, can you finish that sentence? To uh, keep this from happening to anybody else. Look at these kids, you know, what happened to them and the family, it's awful. What could have prevented this from happening to you? Uh, there was so many things. I mean, it starts with my choice to do the drugs and my actions after that. Are you saying this would not have happened had you never done the drugs? Do you believe that? Yeah, I don't think it would have ever happened if I wouldn't have been on drugs, no. All right, so this, Tracy, this may be the... This will be our last time seeing you. And it's really hard, Eric, to sit up here and look at you. I don't hate you. I hate what you did. I'm just Kim and Tracy, Matthew, I am sorry. I hope and, you and know, I, the letters I wrote to you were sincere. Whether you meant to do it or not, it happened. And it's, today it still hurts like it was yesterday. But to all of us, not just me, to, to all the kids. So, so, so Eric, this is interesting that everybody here has said they remember it like it was yesterday all carry this with them every day. So I'm just wondering how this has affected you. Do you live with the guilt and the shame and 
the pain of it? Does it oh, yeah. pain, it's, does it it's, pain it's, you? Yeah, it's, it never goes away. What never goes away? Uh, the pain, the guilt, shame. There. It's always there, Oprah. Yeah. At times it feels like a bad dream and you could rewind time, but you know, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. You think you'll wake up one day and it just won't have happened. Exactly. And doesn't, you know, and it's, then you see the bars and you know it did. Do you think about what your life was like before? Do you think about what you woulda, coulda, shoulda done? Do you think about your children? Do you, I'm trying to get a sense of, you know, 14 years yeah. in lockup. Yeah, that's what keeps you going. I mean, I mean, I love Tracy and all the kids to death and we did a lot of stuff together. And uh, I just, you know, I ended up hurting them like that and it's hard to reconcile that. After the show taping, the audience and I left the studio. Tracy, Matthew, and Kim stayed to speak with their Uncle Eric, Wrinkles, the man who murdered their Aunt Debbie, and Kim and Matthew's parents, Natalie and Tony. This was likely the last time they would see Eric before his execution. No, you go first, Kimberly. I don't, I don't really know what I want to say to Eric. Maybe you can go first, you can kind of... Say what's in your heart, Kim. Say whatever you want. I, I, I really don't know. I'm. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but I don't feel like you should be on death row. Yeah. I never, ha I mean, maybe at first I was really angry, but I mean, I hurt, but I don't, I'm not, I don't hate, if that makes sense. Yeah, I know, Kim. And. You look so beautiful, look like your mother. Thank you. She does. Thank you. But, I don't know. And I think that what hurts me the most is watching my family hurt, so. Just remember the good stuff that you had. Right. With your mom and dad, and then when we were together too, you know. Remember that stuff, not the bad times. That's what I try to do. <laughs> it feels like sometimes, though, that things are slipping away, like I don't remember them. I don't, it's hard for me to remember Debbie, too, in the pictures until I saw them. It happens. Do you Just remember them in your heart. Yeah. And when you go Matthew. on their birthdays like you were doing to honor them, that's the thing to do. That's why they're never forgotten. Exactly. I do remember the good times, Eric. I remember many good times I've spent with you and Debbie. I wish you could see Matthew. A good-looking young man. Yes, yeah. and Matthew doesn't have much to say because he doesn't remember, so if you can just tell Matthew one thing or to... I didn't even know Matthew was there when that stuff happened in the bed. I didn't know. Right. I didn't know. I, I had no idea. Um, Eric, are you sorry? What I wrote you in that letter, that, that was since that took me two weeks to write that letter because I, I didn't know what kind of words I could give you, you know? It heartfelt to make you feel better, Kim. It took me probably just as long to read it because I think... Yeah, I can imagine. It t well, first off, it took me off guard, and I almost, reading it almost seems like it's going to make it so final. And yeah. I, don't, I don't want you to die because I don't believe that, you, that someone should just take your life. God gave you that life, and only he should take it. And you took something huge from me, but it's not, it's not right to, to just kill you. It's just not. We, 
you know what I think about Kamenzov is uh, how uh, you and the rest of you have forgiven me. You know how much character and heart that shows. Uh, you know how many people could do that. That just, you know, you ought to be that. That shows you what you're made of and what your parents gave to you. I have to also and, think uh, about... You ought to be proud of that. You're, you're right. only, what, 34, Tracy? Yes, I'm 34, Eric. That's how old I was when I got locked up. I know. You it's... got a long time to, to do whatever you need to do, girl. I hope so. With just a few minutes left to talk, Tracy, Matthew, and Kim wrap up their satellite conversation with their uncle Eric Wrinkles from Death Row. Oh, come on, somebody else. I know. I know I'm, you got to say it now. Yeah, I know. Do you, do you have a, Do you know the date? Has it been uh, set? Not yet, and I'm and probably three months past what I ought to have a date now. You know, you can't tell. You never. You know. Yeah. But it's it's not looking good. So. I mean, that hurts. Um, That's all right, though. It's okay. What was that? I'm trying to get Matthew to um, just... I don't, I don't think Matt wants to talk. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Matt. You can say something you want yeah. to, buddy. Come on. <laughs> He's kind of shy. He, he doesn't really... Kid, he was a really little sweet little kid, you know? He was. He loved riding with that blazer with Tony in the truck. <laughs> loved it. We were trying to get him to where he liked to go into hunting and fishing with us and stuff. Yeah. He does now. Do you? He's just like yeah. his dad. I bet he does. It's, it runs in the family. Yeah. It's a good thing. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Matthew. Yeah, he. I mean, he's the baby, and he knows it. <laughs> but now, I mean, he has a beautiful daughter in the back. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I bet he does. See both mom and dad. And, you know, he looks like Tony. And he does, don't you? You see both of them. features of Natalie, too, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, he has Kim, a lot. You got, all, you got all mom, though, Kim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she is. I mean, when she came out on stage, yeah. I mean, it was. Looks so much like Natalie. <laughs> I never thought that this would happen. Who would? I mean, you know, like you people sitting, <laughs> I aspire to be on death row, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah, but, I mean, I, I did. I did. I want to be a murderer, you know? Oh, you kids were really good kids. Thank you. Happy and, and good kids you were. And I'm, okay. you know, I'm sorry about what I did to take that away from you. Is there anything else that you guys want to say? Well, um, I guess not. I mean, what can we say? You know how this is going to turn out, but if if you all feel better and everything, I think that's that's it. Eric, I'm sorry you took my parents and my aunt and yourself away from me. Um, but I do forgive you for the actions. And if you're truly sorry, please ask God for forgiveness. Please do that. I think this helped, too. I mean, it helped me. I feel... I hope it helped you kids, too. We're done. Yeah. I think we're... Yeah. yeah. Be careful, you guys. I love you. Bye-bye. Eric Wrinkles is scheduled to be executed by lethal injection on December 11th for the murders of his wife, Debbie, and his sister and brother-in-law, Natalie and Tony Fulkerson. Matthew and Kim still don't feel their uncle should be put to death. Tracy says she plans to be at the prison when the execution takes place. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe. Rate 
and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah show, The Podcast. And I thank you for listening. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well... Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.